Hallelujah. And open your heart up and open your spirit up to some one God apostolic preaching. Hallelujah. One God apostolic preaching. Not Trinitarian emotional preaching. I'm talking about some one God apostolic preaching. There's a one God. I'm glad to know him and know him by his name. Hallelujah. So let's give. He's not a stranger here. Been here two or three times. That's enough in Vendale. <laughs> Amen. He's one of us. We love him. He's a good country boy. Hallelujah. Loves God. Loves his truth. We, we like to get them good old country boy preachers, don't we? Them good old country boy evangelists. Hallelujah. Let's give him a good big welcome to this pulpit tonight. Why don't you give that hand clap to the Lord tonight? How many know that it's he that has made us and not we ourselves? That's why we're here, because we got a God that's great and greatly to be praised. Oh, come on, I wish you'd do more than just clap your hands right now. I wish you'd lift your voice with a shout of triumph. But if God's ever done anything for you, you ought to just take a few moments and give God a shout of praise. But I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I praise you because you're still alive and you're still sitting on the throne. God, I give you praise because you do all things well. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Isn't it wonderful to be in God's house on Wednesday night? Just think about it. You could be, you could be sitting at your house with no power and all the trees in your yard tore down. But God was gracious and merciful to you. And so we're here at the house of the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I don't know why y'all come to church, but I only come for one reason. And I'm sorry, I love you, but it's not to see you. I come for one reason. And so that, that would be that he be lifted up. Because he said, if I, even I, be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Telling you, you can, you can enter into the door of revival through your praise and through your worship. And just by lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, let's go to the book of Genesis, the book of the beginnings, chapter 5. And we will begin reading in verse 21. While you're turning there, let me say again what an honor it is to be in Bendale. Love this church, love your pastor, what a wonderful man, wonderful lady uh, they are. I appreciate this wonderful couple, brother and sister Moore, have become friends to me, and I love them and appreciate them very much, and um, I love this church, and I'm excited to see what God is going to do through this next year. I'm going to tell you, I don't believe that the best days of the apostolic church are behind us believe they're still ahead of us. Let me break that down a little bit farther. I don't believe that the, the best days of Bendale Pentecostal Church, or what's the name? Jesus Name Church. That's what it is. Jesus Name Church. I don't believe that the best days are behind you. It's not just the church as a whole. It's you as an individual. It's this church. I'm, I'm going to tell you the kind of God I serve. It could be next year and you could be in a new building program because God has just given you so much revival. That, that's the God I serve. I don't know if we're serving the same one, but I'm just going to tell you that Jesus Christ that I know said that I'll add unto the church daily the same as should be saved. Even in Bendale, I can blow the top off of this thing. Hallelujah. Let's go to the word of the Lord before I get too stirred up. Again, Pastor, thank you so much for the invitation and the open pulpit. I appreciate you so much. Bible says in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 21, and Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. Then the Bible says Enoch walked with God 
after he begat Methuselah 300 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. What a testimony. We're going to talk about uh, some of this that has to do with Enoch tonight. But really, this is just a launching point, I guess you could say. I want to take you on a journey for a little while tonight. If you will ride with me, will you buckle up with me and go with me tonight as we, as we go through the Word of God and just preach what the Lord has laid on my heart. God will help us tonight. I simply just want to preach. We've come this far by faith. We've come this far by faith. How many know that you made it as far as you have just by having faith in God? There were some days you probably shouldn't have woke up, but you had faith in God. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate another opportunity to be in your house and to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray, God, right now that your anointing would sit on this house, sit on each and every one of us as individuals. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to anoint my lips of clay. Hide me behind the cross, God, for I know that within myself there is no good thing, but I also know that every good and perfect gift cometh from above. Let the perfect gift set in this house. Fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Change somebody's life forever. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. amen. Would you give the Lord one more hand clap of praise tonight? <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. This is a portion of the book of Genesis that, I, if I'm honest with you, if I wasn't such a stickler for the rules, I'd probably skip this part because it's really boring. Uh, this is genealogy. This is not, uh, and I know I preach a lot from places that have so much genealogy. I don't know why God takes me to boring places to give me messages. But when you read parts of this scripture like this, it's just boring because I can't pronounce half the names and I, I get... All turned around, but there's a lot of good stuff in here. The Bible tells us, and we open our text tonight reading about this man by the name of Enoch. And most of us have wondered and thought and pondered and asked the questions about Enoch because there's a lot of mystery with his life. The Bible just simply it doesn't tell us where he lived, it doesn't tell us much about him, it only tells us where his, who his daddy was, who his sons were, how long he lived, and then it stops and says, And he walked with God. And then was not. He's one of the only the two men in the Bible that the Bible says that they did not die, but rather they were caught up into heaven. And, and, and there's a lot more said about the other guy. We, we know a lot more about Elijah. We can read about Elijah and see in his case who he was and where he was going and who he had been with and, and all of these wonderful things, the prophetic word that he had given and then the whirlwind takes him right after he crosses Jordan so we know where he is and all of that. But we don't get all of that with Enoch. We just get that he walked with God and God took him and it's said uh, that there is so much, again, there's so much mystery here because we don't really know a lot about Enoch. So let's just stick to what we do know about Enoch. There was something that stuck out about him 
that when God looked down at him, he said, that's the kind of guy that will not experience the pain of death, but I will bring him unto me. There was something about him that was so distinct and different that he, when he was walking with God, God decided to just take him for him to live with him and glory. We don't know, again, a lot about Enoch, but what we do know is that he is listed in Hebrews chapter 11 as the Bible reads, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. And through faith we understand that the worlds which were famed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. He goes on, the writer of Hebrews talks about Abel, how by faith Abel offered up a more excellent sacrifice, and even in death that he was still testifying. And then it says, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was found not because God had translated him. And then the last portion of that scripture says something that's so powerful to me. It says, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So in short, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5 could simply read that by faith, Enoch pleased God. Can I take just a moment here and pause from what I'm saying to tell you that we would not be here tonight if God was not in some form or fashion pleased with what the church is doing in the earth below. We would not be having the kind of revival that we are having right now in America if God was not pleased. God would not be pouring out his spirit. Can I just preach to the spirit of the haters here for a moment and say you can say what you want and you can do what you want but the truth of the matter is we've got a testimony that some way somehow in spite of all of our failure in spite of all of our shortcoming uh, God is pleased uh, God looks down uh, in Pendale Mississippi uh, and sees something going on uh, that he says I've got to get down uh, in the middle of what they're doing uh, their praise is pleasing uh, their giving is pleasing uh, their worship is pleasing uh, they are pleasing God hallelujah Hallelujah. In, in a personal testimony, if you'll allow me to put it that way, when it was just, I don't know how long this church has been in operation. It's probably an old church, I have to assume. It's probably been here more than 40 or years or so. I'm looking back there at Sister Moore to just kind of get some confirmation here for a moment. It's, it, it's at least 25 or 30 years old. I don't know exactly how long it, it's been here. But 25, 30, 40 years, however long it's been here, when it was just a preacher and a few saints, maybe some of you are still sitting on these pews here tonight. Uh, you probably didn't have the music that you have. You probably didn't have the, the building that you have. You probably didn't have the nice padded pews uh, that you have. But somehow, uh, somehow uh, somebody got a hold of some faith uh, and a preacher started preaching uh, and a preacher my God, uh, started telling people that they must repent of their sins uh, and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Uh, and on down the line, uh, it began to grow. Uh, can I tell you tonight 
we got to where we are we've come this far by faith the preacher that started preaching he didn't know what was going to happen 20 years down the road but he had faith that if I'll preach the word that if I'll believe God God will pour out his spirit God will give Pendale revival and I've come to tell somebody on a Wednesday night if faith in God has brought us this far then why would we quit having faith in God now we've come this far by faith and faith is going to take us the rest of the way hallelujah hallelujah I'm gonna, oh my God, I know we live in a day and age where people are asking the question, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? COVID's taking over the world. COVID is, I, I, I'm sick of hearing about COVID. COVID has took control of every conversation that we have. Let me tell you what we did before COVID. We had faith in God. Let me tell you what we did before we knew about cancer. We had faith in God. Let me tell you what we did before we knew about diabetes. We had faith in God. We had faith in God. We had faith in God. Why would I quit now if faith has brought me this far? Hey, I know. I know that there's a lot of people that don't know what to do. There's sometimes I don't know what to do. And Pastor Moore, I'm sure without a shadow of an inkling of doubt, as the great pastor of this church, there's sometimes uh, you don't know what to do. But can I tell you this? Uh, we've come this far by faith. Uh, and I don't know what COVID's going to do to the world. Uh, I don't know what the government's going to do. Uh, they might try to shut us down tomorrow. Uh, but one thing I do know for sure, uh, that without faith, uh, it is impossible to please him. Uh, because he that cometh to God uh, must know that he is... Uh, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I don't care what the government does. I'm still going to have faith in God. I don't care what COVID does. I'm still going to have faith in God. Enoch uh, had a testimony that he escaped the sting of death. And as he escaped this, this carnal life, and he got, I don't know what it's like in heaven. I've never been there. But I, I just, in my little Sunday school brain, the way my little Sunday school mind works, I see Enoch crossing over Jordan and getting on the streets of gold. And he's walking in a carnal body. And they said, boy, how did you get here like that? Nobody else has ever walked up here like you're walking up here. The Bible tells us that they look for him. We know he didn't get raptured, just his spirit. We know his body was raptured because the Bible tells us that they looked for him and found him not. And so they started. I, again, I don't know how it works in heaven. I just imagine they started asking him questions like, Enoch, how did you get here? And he turns and looks at the angels and said, boys, I made it this far by faith I don't know what God saw in me but one thing I do know I believe God when nobody else would believe God I had faith in God when nobody else would have faith in God I've got a testimony that my faith in him brought me this far 
Oh, I'm here to preach to somebody right now and tell you I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're calling through. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow in your world. But this one thing I know on a Wednesday night, don't put your faith in me. Don't put your faith in human. Put your faith in the God of heaven and earth. And when you do, there's sure enough a miracle that's getting ready to happen. When you put your faith in God, a healing can happen. When you put your faith in God, you can get a breakthrough. After the Holy Ghost. Everybody got any faith? Well, I know we got problems. Pastor said we got two and a half pages of them right here. But does anybody have any faith? I know you got plenty to complain about, but does anybody have any faith? I know, I know you just want to sit on Facebook and gripe about what's going wrong. But my question is, do you come to church knowing that God can make a way out of no way? He said, I'm God and I'm never going to change. If I've ever healed you before, if you've ever had faith and I healed you before, you can have faith and I'll heal you again. If you've ever had faith and I blessed you before, you can have faith and I'll bless you again. If you've ever had faith before and I saved your lost family, you can have faith again and I can save your lost family. I know this is simple, but I just come to stir you up and tell you, you don't need more money. You don't need a nicer car. You don't need a bigger house. You need faith in God. I don't have time tonight to preach all the fillers. So let me just hit the high spots. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark chapter 10 about a man, the son of Timaeus. We call him blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says, listen to how much revival preaching's in this. The Bible says that he heard that Jesus was passing by. The Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you need a miracle, you're in the right place to receive it tonight. And let me just tell you, I know that there's a lot of people that they're always waiting on the preacher to call them out. And I believe in that. And tell them this is what's wrong. And I believe in that. And tell them that I'm going to pray for you and God's going to heal you. And I believe in that. But somebody's got it. If you really want big miracles, you got to just start believing in God when you just start hearing of crazy stuff. I, blind Bartimaeus said, I heard that he cleansed the leper. And I heard that he opened the deaf ears. And I heard that he raised up my... And if he can do all of that, he don't even have to touch me. But if he'll just speak the word, I heard about this man named Jesus. And I know that he can work a miracle in my life. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when he heard that it was Jesus, he began to cry out, letting me know that hearing is not enough. Oh, I'm preaching this whether you like it or not. Hearing is not enough. You can hear all you want to hear. 
But hearing, having, having faith and hearing demands a response from you. Don't, don't come crying to Pastor Moore when you can't get a miracle, but you ain't moved in the last six months. Oh, I, I've seen it, Brother Moore. I know. Well, I've done stepped off and started meddling, but I, here I am. I've, I've been around this a long time. I, I know a little bit about what's going on. I've seen how people come to church, and it, it, it's amazing to me how it's always the preacher's fault until something good happens. Then he ain't got nothing to do with it. They come to church and cry and complain. But you, you've been hearing, he's been preaching to you how God can he move in your family. And God can heal your body. And you ain't moved yet. Hey, let me tell you something. Blind Bartimaeus, you go read and study for yourself. Blind Bartimaeus wasn't the only beggar that was sitting there. There were other men that were sitting there that day. Uh, that as a matter of fact, uh, most theologians will tell you uh, that the ones that told blind Bartimaeus to be quiet uh, were other beggars that were sitting by the wayside. Uh, but you know what Bartimaeus figured out? Uh, that he walked by me because the Bible says uh, that Jesus passed them by. Blind Bartimaeus was begging uh, and that did not stop Jesus uh, and get his attention. Uh, blind Bartimaeus had his little cup out uh, asking for alms uh, and Jesus never checked up. Uh, but the moment that blind Bartimaeus started lifting his voice. I'm going to tell you, it's not enough to just sit around and beg. Oh Jesus, will you please? You got to get up and lift your voice. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Let me tell you something. I'm a, uh, it's just the way we're created and we're created in the image of God. So I just think it's this way with God. Because he never, Vine Bartimaeus didn't get his miracle when he was begging. But I tell you what he did get his miracle doing. Praising. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you, you can get a whole lot out of, more out of me telling me how good I am at doing something than begging me to help you. Oh, I know you can look at me like that and laugh, but you know you're the same way too. Tell me how good of a job I've been doing. And I will work myself to death trying to help you do some more. But you start begging me and all of a sudden, I, like I owe you something. Let me tell you, Jesus don't owe you nothing. I, we've had people, people come to church and beg God and never get a miracle. Why don't you try praising him even though you don't have the miracle yet, blind part of mess. And you can't see a lick. But God, I'm no God, is still worthy. And I'm going to praise him by faith. I'm going to worship him by faith. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't walked in my miracle yet. I haven't laid hands on it yet. I still can't see. But this one thing I know, I'm going to lift my voice and praise him by faith. Bible tells us that, uh, listen to how much revival, again, how much revival's in this. He hears, he responds, he makes the devil mad, and they tell him, hush, boy. Sit back. Don't, 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 don't bother him. And the Bible says that while they tried to shut him up, he cried all the more. 
cried all the more. And as he cries all the more, the Bible says that Jesus stood still. And understanding that Jesus was God manifest in the flesh, this is just how I picture it. All of heaven stopped and looked down at one little old beggar man that nobody had ever really paid much attention to. And Jesus had already walked by him. The Bible said that Jesus was passing by as he begged. And that didn't stop him. But when he began to lift his voice, all of heaven began to stop and look down at what was going on. And the Bible says that Jesus commanded him to be called. And they looked at him and said, be of good cheer. See, when you get Jesus' attention, joy automatically comes. Be of good cheer. The master calleth thee. And then the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus took off his beggar's garment. And he went to where Jesus is. You see, this is what revival happens. What happens when you have revival? You hear about revival. You respond to revival. The devil gets mad and tries to keep you from having revival. But you holler even louder. And then Jesus calls you to him. And you have to take off the stuff that's holding you back. Take off your beggar's garment. Take off the stuff that identifies you as somebody that's doing without. And go to where Jesus was. And listen to what Jesus does. Listen, I want you to get this. How many know Jesus is the greatest miracle worker that ever lived? But Jesus, the Bible tells us that he looked at and he answered in him and said, What well thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Listen. And Jesus said unto him, he didn't lay hands on him. He didn't pray for him. He said, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Oh, you didn't hear me. Jesus never touched him. Jesus never laid hands on him. Jesus never said, receive thy sight. All that happened was the, my God, the miracle worker got in an atmosphere of faith. And when he seen faith, he said, I'm not even going to touch you, boy. Your faith has made you whole. And I see blind Bartimaeus walking down the road and he's seeing the trees for the first time. He's seeing everything for the first time. And they say, blind Bartimaeus, what happened boy and he looked at him and says boys I really can't tell you anything other than this I've come this far by faith he saw my faith and he made me whole see can I preach this in a New Testament connotation the vision is gone and without a vision the people perish again I told you I don't have time to preach all the fillers tonight I'm just going to hit the high points What's happening here in some of our lives is we see, but we don't have any vision. See, we're not blind Bartimaeus, and we're not sitting around wondering in the dark. We're, we don't have our hand out with, with, a, with a jug asking for, for money. But somewhere down the road, we can see, but we don't have any vision. And so because we don't have any vision, we sit in the same, same process, in the same circle of sitting around and doing without. Well, you don't know how many times, preacher, that I've prayed and God hasn't helped me. Well, let me tell you something. Pray again. You don't know how many times I went to the front and got prayer. Pray again. 
You don't know how many times I fasted and believed. Believe again. Fast again. Walk with God again. Worship again. You never know. This could be the time that God walks by and says, Thy faith has made thee whole. This could be the time. This, this, the next time you run the aisle, the next time you leap for joy, the next time you shout hallelujah could be the moment that Jesus says, Bartimaeus, come here. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Preacher, you don't understand. We live in Bendale, Mississippi. There ain't a whole lot of folks around here. How are we going to have a church that has 500 in Bendale, Mississippi? How are we going to have a church that runs 750 in Bendale, Mississippi? Will we come this far by faith? I don't have to know how we're going to get there, but I know how we got to where we are. I don't have to know what the next step is, but I know what the last step was. I've been walking with Jesus for a long, long time, and I'm not tired yet. I've got faith that he's kept me this far, and he's going to keep me the rest of the way. Can I, can I preach a little longer? All right, y'all better be careful with that. I'll keep asking that question if I keep not getting head nods. I'll, I'll preach all night. Y'all don't mess with me. Mark chapter 2. The Bible tells us that it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus came to the house, it attracted so many people that there was a man that was sick of the palsy, born of four. He was paralyzed. And they carried him to the house where Jesus was. Hi, again, this is just my little Sunday school brain, the way it works. I'm sorry, I was stuck in Sunday school maybe too long. I don't know. But I just see that man. They pull up to the front yard, and there's people stacked out everywhere. And they say, now what? And they looked at him and said, boys, we've come this far by faith. Take me to the side of the house. Maybe we can beat on the wall and get his attention. They get him to the side of the house and they beat on the wall and Jesus doesn't respond. And, and, and so they look at each other and say, now what? And he said, well, we've come this far by faith. Put me up on the roof. Have you lost your mind? What if we drop you? I'm already paralyzed. I ain't got nothing to lose. See, when you get desperate, it doesn't matter what happens. You, you just don't, you don't have nothing to lose when you really need a miracle. Oh, I know you can sit there and cute in your Wednesday night outfit, but you must not be as desperate as I've been because on Wednesday night, it don't matter if it's Bible study. Uh, when, Jesus, when I've got an opportunity to get where Jesus is, put me on top of the roof. Uh, let, it doesn't matter what happens to me. Uh, I'm already desperate. Uh, and if I don't get his help, uh, I'm never going to make any progress. Uh, just get me to where Jesus is. They get him on top of the roof. and Now what? Well, we've come this far by faith. Let's tear the roof off. Now, a lot of preachers skip over this part. And all we talk about is the fact that they, they tore off the roof. Nobody mentions the fact that they're still, they're still under Moses' law. You know what that means? That not only do they have to fix his roof, but they have to give him enough money four times the amount that it costs to fix it. Go read the book of Exodus. 
Go read the book of Numbers. Go read the book of Leviticus, and you'll find it's in there. If you destroyed another man's property, not only did you have to restore it, but you had to give it back to him five or four times greater. Are you sure about this? Tear the roof off? I can see them pulling their pockets out saying, because I ain't got but $3. And you want me to put a new roof on? Have you looked at the cost of a sheet of plywood? Anybody that's remodeling right now knows where I'm at. Dude, it's 2021. The economy stinks. You really think I got enough to buy this dude a new roof? And I can see that guy laying there and saying, but guys, we've come this far by faith. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But what are we going to do if you don't get your miracle? Well, what are we going to do if I do get my miracle? Tear the roof off. I mean, can you imagine what was going through the owner of the house's mind? Can you, can you picture what would happen tonight if we were here and all of a sudden the ceiling files, tiles started falling down? Pastor Moore would be having a heart attack. Are you kidding me? And he looks down at the owner of the house and says, but I got to get to Jesus. Because I know if I get to Jesus, he'll make everything all right. And, and, and so they, they got the roof off. And now, now what do we do? Well, lower me down. Well, what if we drop you? If you drop me, drop me on Jesus. I don't know what else to tell you. I need a miracle. And And some of you are still sitting at the top of the roof peeking over and Jesus is in this house ready to give somebody a miracle but you can't muster up enough faith to reach out and worship more than you ever have before. I'm telling you, if you can just get a hold of a little bit of faith and believe God some way, somehow you get a miracle. I know we all walked in here on our own two feet, but you'd be surprised if you could see in the spirit how many are walking around limping in spiritual paralysis. Oh, I'm preaching now. And I'm preaching about tearing off the roof and you're still laying on your bed on the side of the house and you ain't even crawled up on the roof yet because you've been so beat down by all the times that you believed before and nothing happened and nothing came through. Preacher, I've been moving. I've been trying to get to where Jesus is. I know you're moving, but do you have any momentum? Are you going anywhere? Because you can be moving and going around in circles. If you don't believe me, just read the book of Exodus uh, and find out what happened to Moses uh, and the children of Israel because they moved uh, but they didn't go anywhere because somebody didn't believe God. We're really oh, Jesus help me God. I'm, I, I'm uncomfortable here now so y'all can I just preach against the spirit of doubt? Can, can I preach against your carnal flesh? Because sometimes we blame it on a spirit of doubt and it's not. It's just our old carnal self that don't want to get with what the man of God's preaching. 
And Pastor Moore gets up here on Sunday morning and Sunday night and preaches his guts out, talks about having revival, and you go home and say, well, we had really good church, but, but I don't know if we'll ever build a new building. I don't, we, we can't afford it. We can't do it. We live in Bendale. We've come this far by faith. Oh, let me show you like this. How many people have got the, that are here tonight have prayed through in the last 15 years? You're here tonight. You prayed that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Lift them hands again. And you really mean to tell me you don't think you can have revival? Well, it ain't happening overnight. It don't have to happen overnight. God's called. He can do what he wants to. And you just keep being consistent and winning that one little that one soul at a time that one Bible study at a time and you never know that the next soul you win could be the key to this whole county and you blow this thing to smithereens and pray 200 people through in six months. I'm telling you we've come this far by faith and we can go forward if we'll have faith in God. I'm not just preaching it to, to hype you up. I'm not just saying it to get Brother Moore to like me. He already likes me. I'm telling you I'm preaching it because God told me to preach it. You can have revival if you can just have faith. I don't care how many times you knocked that door and they said no, knock it again. I don't care how many times you was my God. You called them and said, son, would you come to church? And that backslidden child said, no, mama, not today, not this Sunday. You ought to go back to your house, pick up the phone, and call them again in faith. This might be the time that everything changes. We've come this far by faith. I'm telling you, there is a spirit of God in this house tonight that wants to cast out spiritual paralysis that's got you in this little box where you don't move. And when God tells you to go, you don't go. And you feel that little bump in the Holy Ghost to step out. And you don't step out because I've tried so many times and i failed. I'm telling you that right now, the spirit of God Almighty is in this house. You see... Most of the time we just sit around and say, well, maybe that's for somebody else. No, I want to give you scripture. Unto every man is given the measure of faith. Now what you going to do with it? See, God gave it to you. It's up to you to cultivate it. I'm... I'm telling you, right. I'm, I'm not going to get to finish this tonight. If I, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. God is wanting to absolutely turn your little apostolic world where you thought you had it all figured out. He's wanting to turn that inside out, upside down, shake it up a little bit and pour it all back out on the floor and say, now pick it up. And when you pick it up, it's going to be pressed down, shaken together and run it over. That's what God wants to do in Pendale. If you can just believe. Thank God. I, I, I tell people, when Brother Morris' name comes up, I say he's a wild man. I love him. 
he, he, he's full of faith. He's, he, he's going to give me everything he's got every servant. That's, that's what I like. But my God, one mule can't pull no wagon by himself. He needs somebody that'll link up with him and say, Preacher, I'll have faith with you. I, I know, look, I know I've been in this a long enough time to know not everybody's going to get on board. But if somebody can get on board and link up with a man of God and say, Brother Moore, if you've got faith that we're going to build a new building next week, I'm going to be out there digging footings. If you've got faith that we're going to have revival, I'm going to show up early and start setting out chairs. If you've got faith that we can build, that we can see, that we can do, then I'm going to go with you all the way. I'm telling somebody else ought to be stepping out in the aisle right now. Somebody else ought to be reaching your hands towards heaven right now. Somebody else ought to be praying in faith right now that God is going to work a miracle. You ought to pray in the Holy Ghost. You ought to step out in the aisle and pray in the. You ought to lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. You ought to pray until it's faith praying through you. Until you start saying stuff that sounds ignorant to your flesh. But you're praying in the Holy Ghost. And you're praying in faith. And God brings it to pass. Come on, I'm telling a mother right now that's got some backslidden children. Pray right now. Pray, call their name right now. Call their name right now. Come on, Granny. You got 20 kids. You got 20 grandkids, and they're all backslidden away from God. You ought to go down the list calling their name right now, believing that God is going to work a miracle, and God is going to bring them to the house of the Lord. Come on, I know some of you are waiting on them to come and play your favorite song and sing you happy. But I'm telling you, faith can reach out and get a hold of what I'm preaching right now without somebody singing a song. I know we got our little way of doing it, but I'm telling somebody, you need to let your faith reach out and you need to pray in the Holy Ghost because I'm telling you, your breakthrough is in this house tonight. It's been so long. It's been so long since I felt it, but I'm going to pray until I feel him. It's been so long since I've been able to pray in tongues, but I'm going to pray until I pray in tongues. It's been so long since I've seen my family saved, but I'm going to keep praying until they get saved. It's been so long since we've seen somebody receive the Holy Ghost, but I'm going to pray until somebody receives the Holy Ghost. It's been come on, come on, come on, come on, church family. Come on, mother. Come on, mother. Come on, mother. Pray. Come on, father. Pray. Come on, father. Pray. God 
God is wanting to give us a breakthrough in this house. This isn't normal Wednesday night Bible study, but you, you can't even see the effects of what God is doing right now. Your carnal eyes can't even see what's happening while you're praying. You're praying in the Holy Ghost and God's going to their door and knocking on their door. You're praying in the Holy Ghost and God is sending an angel of conviction to go drag them out of the bar room. You're praying in the Holy Ghost and they're sitting in their living room with a beer in their hand and God is pouring out conviction where they are. Come on, somebody, pray until you feel a release in your spirit. Pray until there's faith releasing you like you've never known. Come on, come on, come on. Don't stop now. I know. I know this is out of the ordinary, but some of you are just on the verge of your breakthrough right now. You're right on the verge of your breakthrough right now. Come on, press in, press in, press in. The Holy Ghost is wanting to work a miracle in your life. Come on, is there a blind Bartimaeus here right now that'll open up their mouth and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Yeah. 